We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, LL Nation? Happy Thursday to everyone out there. This is the Lucky Lucky Podcast brought to you by Honora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, make sure that you do drink. Responsibly. You got to drink responsibly. Hey, great day. Coaches out on the road. Bowl prep starting to ramp up. Leading into this weekend, Marcus Freeman and the coordinators will talk to the media this weekend. And the transfer portal is still hot. More people in the portal than scholarships available. Almost. You know what that means? Yeah. Womp, womp, womp. Womp, womp, womp. Michael Mayer declares for the NFL draft, we pay homage to 87. And we ask the question. Is he the best tight end to ever suit up at Notre Dame? I'll be interested in hearing what Left has to say on this one. Is he the best tight end to ever suit up at Notre Dame? Drake May says, hell no, I'm staying. We'll talk about that. I wonder if he will ever go back on his words. And him staying, is it connected to Phil Longo going? Interesting. That's very interesting. And we start off today talking about Notre Dame adding a very special player to an already impressive and second-ranked class in recruiting in 2023. Don't forget, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown for all of our great content. Download, leave the comments, leave five stars. We greatly appreciate it. You already know it's the Lucky Lefty podcast. We truly spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Brandon Hillman. Mr. Do It All. Commits to the University of Notre Dame on yesterday. I love the way he did it. He had the VTech hat. He had the North Carolina hat. But he had the Notre Dame shirt on along with the rest of his family members. And he eventually revealed the shirt and then put on the hat to seal the deal that he was committed to the University of Notre Dame. That's right. He is a late bloomer. We already went over his film when he got the offer from Notre Dame, but left. We were talking before the show, and you told me this young man has the opportunity to be truly special. 100%. This is our handle with care uh, type of player because he can take us to a championship level or he'll get upset that we're not using him the right way. And with the trends these days, we might not be able to keep him at Notre Dame either. Because he's such a special talent, I think this is a a wonderful opportunity where we can really uh, have something that nobody else has. And and, and the, the fact that he's able to play just about everything, he's aggressive, he's physical, he's got great speed, and he got quarterback skills that are serviceable enough. I think he would have did a better job running the package of what Tyler was given in those big moments because he's so dynamic running the football. And he has great understanding of the RPO enough. Now, is he Peyton Manning? Absolutely not. But with what uh, college football is uh, based off of, if you have a very, very dynamic quarterback, you have a great chance having a really good team. Um, not saying that he's going to be competing with Kenny Minchie necessarily, but he's a very great uh, – and Tyler Buckner, but he has a very great uh, skill set that's very unique that is going to be hard for – or maybe even the most unique player Notre Dame's ever had playing two ways just because he can provide uh, so much um, versatility that – Marcus Freeman has had a trend of doing. Look at Xavier Watts. Look at Ahmad, uh, uh, Mill Wagner. Um, just look at different players that we've already brought in that are so versatile two-way, but he legitly can compete 
for starting spots on both sides, in my opinion, just based off his athleticism. Oh, you're on mute, I think. Just pointing out the combination. Starting quarterback, dominant quarterback out of Portsmouth. But then on top of that, the field corner, right, <laughs> which is the, the agile corner, yeah. right, the one that has to play in space. And at times a little safety. like. And he's making tackles open field. He's you know, not afraid to come down. He can cover. <laughs> I think, you know, that's, man, that's something that we can really, really take it, something that nobody else has. I think that is a part of the game, too. You know, uh, Alabama for a while had players that nobody else had. Nobody else had a Devontae or a Jalen Waddle, especially at the same time, mixed with a Jerry Judy, mixed with – all the quarterbacks they had it, so it, it was just a special time. And having a player like this is something that Georgia doesn't even have. And I think that's going to be a good equalizer uh, when we get to those big moments and have an impact player that can change the game. It's going to be very interesting to see the conversations in the coach's room because you know, you know it's going to be a fight. Who gets them? <laughs> you already know. It's going to be a fight. Like, Chancey's going to, yo, Chancey's going to say something. Tommy's going to say something. Dela McCullough might even say something. Yeah. And, you know, Mike Mickens is going to be like, hey, I can use this dude. Chris O'Leary's like, hey, we can definitely use him as safety. Definitely be on special teams. You know, Brian Mason is going to be like, He's going to play with me regardless. So y'all go ahead and argue. Y'all go ahead and argue. He's playing special teams regardless. So I don't even have to talk. Yeah. But getting this type of athlete is once again, if this is, and we continue to talk about this, changing the narrative, changing the POV, changing the approach, getting out on recruits early, Marcus Freeman being the head recruiter on everyone, we know the uproar about people not visibly seeing Tommy Reese. We'll get to that a little bit later. If you want to call me GC, I'm definitely going to GC for Tommy on this one because it's like, man, relax. Relax. Like He might be the vampire of the crew. Maybe he just doesn't show up in pictures. <laughs> but I'm going to stop short of him saying he's not recruiting. And we already specified what's top priority for him right now. But Getting back to Brandon Hillman, man. Screen popper. Yes. For sure. He's absolutely a screen popper, without question. And he's a late bloomer and a late addition. That's the killer part, right? So now the floor of Notre Dame recruiting has been elevated. We went back. To your 2013, your 2013 class left, and you told me not. I didn't say it. You said, "Oh, certain people in that class were just just throwing throwings at the last minute." Not this class that they got now. This class now is, man, this is like Christmas early, and I think it's important to 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 recognize that this is the recruitment of Marcus Freeman. It's really his first year putting it together where he's bringing in 
such a strong class that can really change the direction of where this team is going to head to where eight and four will be his worst uh, season till he's till he decides not to be at Notre Dame anymore. I think this is going to set a real good trend with so much talent that's available and can play right away. It seems like, or at least be contributors in some way. And I think now we got to put the pedal to the metal and really put the coaching in the right direction with these guys and see what we can get. We expected Brittany Griner to be top, be a topic in the chat today. You know how we do it on Lucky Lefty, man. LL Nation, hey, be nice, man. That's all. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Just treat each other with care. That's all. Express yourselves, but treat each other with care. That's all we ask. Lucky <laughs> Lefty Podcast. You guys are getting a little bit too heated. And we might tap on it just a little bit later. But now, recruiting is Scott Yerbeck. I think he said it best. My sentiments exactly, Scott. Signing day cannot get here soon enough. Yeah, we, oh man, just <clears throat> sign as soon as they commit, just so we know that we, that we, that we did our job. Is that legal? Could a kid literally ask for his paperwork and send it in, or do they have to wait? For that first day, I mean, I don't even know if the NCAA is, is upholding too many rules nowadays anyway. Right, that's right. Deadlines and things that that comes to comes into play. I would low key be sending the paperwork early, like here, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, don't worry about that. Cause y'all got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. not. Shoot, maybe it's just players gonna learn. Like, okay. Nowadays, you can't even jump in the portal. Mm-hmm. You might get lost in the swarm of talent because it is a lot of talent in the portal as well. But I'd start paying some some journalists and media people like, you know, how underground rappers are, you know, start putting my highlight tapes with the, the right outlets and blogs. <laughs> I mean, you really got to hustle to get on the college football team nowadays. Man. You decide to get in that uh in that transfer portal. So it seems like it's just like anything else nowadays. You gotta put your best foot forward on your resume, have a cover letter, make sure you get all the, the highlight plays you can from the last team. But man, you just more appreciation. Maybe it's like reverse psychology when you get an offer, whether it's in high school or you know, whatever the case may be, you might just wanna commit and stick to where you at because you don't want to get tossed back in that big ocean and lost in it. So yesterday was tough, Left. Let me tell you why. It's rare that you get a chance to watch a dude come through your program. There are some programs where kind of factory like right yeah well you know you you know once will anderson leaves somebody's coming somebody's coming once jalen carter goes like last year was jordan davis this year's jalen carter somebody's coming at georgia notre dame maybe not as consistent 
But Michael Mayer was a dude from day one. You know, you tell me stories all the time, dude, that half the time I'm like, man, is Malik telling me the truth about <laughs> athletic, dude, about the athletic feats and things that Jalen Smith would do in practice? Like, forget the game. The stuff he would do in practice. Yeah, man, Titeo, who just, for a lot of reasons, was special and emblematic of Notre Dame getting back to where they were supposed to be under Brian Kelly. Tim Brown, Rocket Ismail, Ricky Waters, just, just dudes, right? Notre Dame's history is just littered with dudes. And to see Michael Mayer step away after three seasons, this season a little bit less than expected. He ended with 67 receptions. 809 yards, nine touchdowns. That's 12 yards a pop. I did say I wanted him to get up over 11 yards per catch. He did that. I think he got downfield a little bit more this year than in previous years. He was more of a deep threat. That was something the NFL wanted to see from him. And I'm glad he was able to go out and do that with certain limitations at the quarterback position. With all of that being said, man, as an Notre Dame fan, it's tough to see him go. I would love to see him play one more season. But in three seasons, what he was able to do, pretty much breaking all the records, 180 catches, 2,099 yards, 11.7, 18 touchdowns. Yo, I can do nothing but tip my cap and say as a Notre Dame fan, confrontational we greatly appreciate, as a Notre Dame fan, we greatly appreciate everything not just on the field but the leader and example he was off the field to not only his classmates but to the younger guys to set the standard for hard work inside the program we have the numbers but for marcus freeman and what he's trying to build i think his leadership and his hard work and work ethic will be the lasting legacy for the guys that are still playing under Marcus Freeman. Yeah. I mean, 87 was great. And it's just, uh, you know, guys like that don't come around too often from a production standpoint because the offense always evolves, but it's, it also shows that if you're a dude in the right system, you can eat really well at Notre Dame and tight end. That has been the history at Notre Dame. Like, you can eat a tight end. Holden stays. Unfortunately, Eli Raritan injured his knee again. Uh, would have loved to see him to get this opportunity. Got to get it, boy. Coming in, though. Yeah. Yeah. Cooper Flanagan, yeah. And you know what? Cooper Flanagan, another under-the-radar commit in 23. Mm. That is – that's a big dude. I saw his picture with the coaches – that's a big dude. Like six is something crazy. That, that's a big dude coming to Notre Dame as a tight end. So I fully expect Notre Dame to continue the tight end tradition. But I think there is about to be a shift offensively from the offense running through the tight end 
which has been primarily what it's done over the last three seasons with Michael Mayer there. And I understand the temptation with a weapon like that, wanting to use it early and often. But I'm ready to see these wide receivers show out, bro. It's time. I'm ready to see these wide receivers show out. So I've already asked the LL question of the day. Is Michael Mayer the greatest tight end to ever come through Notre Dame? I've had this conversation last night with a couple of people that said no. What do you think, Le? I think his numbers obviously give him a lot of uh, credit for being pretty significant in the history of Notre Dame for being a tight end. I think he ranks in the top three. Um, I've seen some great tight ends while I was there, but I think if you're going to do it, maybe you should rank it towards the end of his career. Like Kyle Rudolph has a great career at tight end, and I think a lot of it started at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, at that point, I think Michael Mayer is going to have a great tight, uh, great career in the NFL. I think Tyler Eifert is – is in the top three, in my opinion, just from an impact standpoint, importance to a team, his production while he was there. I will say this. All the people that said no, that was the name that came up. Eifert was just, man. He was different, dude. <laughs> he, we went to the championship with running our offense through the tight end in the run game. And we went to the championship. That's when BCS was around. That's when we had to get the analytics from the computers. It wasn't even the, the committee. It was the computers had to choose us. And Eifert at that time was everything. That's hard to beat. Michael Mayer, very productive, but we never played in the championship game, you know. Not that it's a knock to him, but it was because of Eifert we was in that championship game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I'm not mad with with people throwing up names like Mark Bavaro, bro. I mean, Mark Bavaro, Notre Dame, and in the NFL. Yeah, I get it, I get it. But yeah, Dave Casper, Irv Smith, Ken McAfee, dude, it's a reason Notre Dame is tight in you. That's right. Yeah, we're not talking about recent history. You can go all the way back. Yeah, you go you go far away. So, look, Michael Mayer is just the newest addition that is about to be manufactured in South Bend and opened up in some NFL city near you. We knew it was coming. We knew this was the last season we were watching play. <laughs> We do that, left. We do it. And I I think he handled things very well. I think we saw the frustration from the wide receivers. But Michael Mayer, at times, you can see he was a little frustrated. But I think knowing everything that was on the line for him, I think he handled the frustration of the offense very well. Yeah, I think uh, he was able to 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 stay in a leadership position when things could have fell apart through the transition of different quarterbacks through his career. 
He was able to stay productive with different quarterbacks through his career of all types. Mm-hmm. That's a challenge in of itself that he uh, should have a lot of credit for um, just because that's different styles, different uh, way the ball comes out of the hand, uh, adjustment to different things. So um, for him to stay productive and all of that, that's the real credit uh, to his, his talent and his skill level. Um, I just think, man, grateful to have a, a laundry list of different tight ends that have impacted not only the school, but just tight end you, baby. I don't think we'll ever lose that title. Oh, man. Who do you think pops next in that room? you think is holding? Maybe Mitchell Evans because he's playing quarterback half the time. <laughs> Mr. Do-it-all. Mr. Do-it-all. I, I think I'm done with that quarterback sneak. I, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to see it anymore this year. I'm good on that. Yeah. You got Aldrick Esteban at offensive line. If you can't get half a yard, what are we doing? What are we doing? You want, you know it's funny? We're talking tight ends and freshman tight end Cole Taylor. I have to double check. Thank you, D-Rock Irish, for putting it in the chat from LSU that scored the winning two-point conversion against Alabama. Just entered the portal. <laughs> man, this is crazy, man. This is crazy. To go where, bro? I think, man, if this is Nick Saban snatching one, this is crazy. This is why I say that Drake made post last night. You know, Phil Longo leaves reportedly. Local media, you know, made connected the dots. Mac Brown kind of had to choose, and that's not even a choice. Right? Coordinator, quarterback. And Drake May still might bounce. That's the crazy thing at the end of the day. Right? Because if there continues to be a mass exodus of transfers from North Carolina, who is he throwing to? They already can't stop anybody defensively. You can build a team, though, nowadays. Yeah, but you have to have people that want to come. They gonna want to come because it ain't too many spots left. <laughs> so they gonna be like, I'll play for sure, for sure. It sure. is a Nike school too. It is a Nike school. Go get, go get fresh for a little bit. Hey, it's but always you- nice to be able to call up Mike. Like, yo, we need a bag. And this is exactly why North well, college football, like a team like North Carolina, could use a GM. He could just draft a bunch of transfer portals for Drake May, but surround your superstar with. I mean, you can you can build a team now. Deion Sanders is building a whole football team yeah. in one year with transfers and his son at quarterback. So, at this point, man, college football is in a dangerous place. Uh, no loyalty anywhere, and a bunch of, you know, it's going to be hard to coach, too, if you can't keep players there because they can leave at any moment. Uh, it's going to have to be something to be able to adjust to this because this is happening at an accelerated rate. I 
guess you're right, dude. I'm looking at this now. The correction. I just saw it on Twitter. It's Cole Taylor. I don't know. I got him mixed up with Mason. But, man, he still played. For him to be, man, he's still looking at him playing right now. All right. So he'll be a sophomore and have two years of eligibility for Maine. And the younger Taylor is the one that supplanted him. Just, man, this is crazy, man. This, this is crazy, bro. I've never seen anything like this. Never. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to get any better, bro. No. I don't think it's going to get any better. Because more numbers will jump into the portal after the bowl games. As coaches continue to change positions, shout out to Lance Taylor on getting the head coaching job at Western Michigan. Shout out to him. Uh, once he left, there was no chance that Ruben Owens, Owens was going to stay with Louisville. I don't care how much NIL money they were giving him. So he left that NIL money and went to took and went and took the NIL money down at Texas A&M. Fast. So, man, but shout out to Lance Taylor, former running back coach at Notre Dame, for getting that job as the head coach of Western Michigan. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Fan base this morning left seem to be in an uproar because they can't find Tommy Reese. <laughs> Coaches on the road taking plenty of pictures. Tommy's not in any of the pictures. Maybe he's a vampire. Maybe he just doesn't show up in pictures. But overall, I think we expressed it very well in yesterday's show. We really don't care if we see Tommy Reese in a picture, bro. We don't give a darn. You need to be in that film room and on that football field with Steve Angeli and Tyler Buckner and Ron Powers. Yeah, do your job. And on the phone in the private jet, the uh, the, the Wonder Woman invisible jet, if you have to. Going to see quarterback candidates in the transfer portal. That's it. I don't need to know where you're at. I don't need to see you on the ground. I don't need to see you on TikTok. I don't need to see you on Twitter. I don't care. You got three weeks to show me who you are, my man. Here you got to put it together. Facts. Facts. He should have been in uh, Chapel Hill. He should have been in Stillwater. Uh, Austin, Texas. Yeah. I don't not, know how you get there. Not at Keaton Slovis' house. Not at JT Daniels' crib. You know who to be at. Man, none of that. None of that. But, the uh, man, the fan base is really, man, going bonk. I woke up to, like, notifications all over the place, man, talking about Tommy Reese and where is he at. Number one. I think people are reacting off of the way things used to be. Because Tommy, let's keep it a buck. 
in the recruiting space, Tommy had to hold it down on the offensive side of the ball for years. Yeah. Years. By himself, he was like fighting the big dogs. And well, I'll, I'll give him credit for that. Yeah, he and he did he did a good job to keep the, the boat afloat, but got that super battery in his back. Marcus Freeman taking over majority and being the face of recruiting to where now Tommy can focus on the development and the things that we expect mm-hmm. from, a, from a team that has the potential of being a top five scoring offense. I don't care about the efficiency numbers because that's not producing enough points to be a threat going into big games that we need to win. I would like to feel like we're the the big dog when we're going against Ohio State and the top teams that we schedule every year. And I think it's, it's definitely possible with the transfer portal, with the quarterback situation potentially being better, but your decisions in these next three weeks is going to determine the the and how we extrapolate what this next season is going to look like for you. And there's not too many hot seats in college football, but there's one at the Notre Dame offense coordinator seat because we're expecting a big change from an eight and four season with a quarterback that you should have as your franchise. Now there's no more backup uh, uh, sympathy that we're giving you. Lucky Duffy podcast. Look, you got three weeks to show us whether or not things are about to go to the next level. That's it. You got Brandon Hillman, so that's the start. We don't even need we don't need to see next year. These next three weeks, it's gonna show us a lot. A lot. So Notre Dame fans. Don't worry about what's going on in the background. Just sit and wait for the results. That's it. It's like election night. <laughs> Let's sit and wait for the results to pop up. Who's the transfer quarterback? How do these quarterbacks play? And watching Kenny Minchie sign on, on National Signing Day. That's right. That's all I want to see. We just want results. That's all we want as a fan base at this point. Results. So relax. Lay off of social media. Stop looking for pictures. They don't matter. They don't matter. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Time for the wide receivers to step up, Left. Let me me give you the stats for two receivers. And you tell me which receiver you would take. Receiver A. 110 catches, 1,361 yards, 12 touchdowns. Receiver B, 85 receptions, 1,160 yards, and nine touchdowns. Which receiver would you take? Nine touchdowns. You would take receiver B? 85 receptions, 1,160 yards? Yeah. That's interesting. LL Nation, which receiver would you take? Receiver A, 110 receptions, 1,361 yards, or 12 touchdowns? Or receiver B, 85 receptions, 1,160 yards, 
and nine touchdowns. What are you thinking? Take what are you thinking? Why do you take receiver B, left? I'm taking receiver B because that's a good balance because I'm going to run the football, and I need to have something that I can rely on that doesn't require the always big play. I need a possession guy that can loosen up the defense because I want to be balanced, but I want to run the football. Well, receiver B is actually the entire production from the Notre Dame wide receiver room in 2004. <laughs> we only had nine touchdowns at receiver. 85 receptions, 1,160 yards, and nine touchdowns. Oh, guess, who receiver, guess who receiver A is? Charlie. Freaking Charlie Jones. <laughs> Freaking Charlie Jones. Freaking Charlie Jones. <laughs> it's been our running joke all season, bro. If Charlie, you ever heard us talk about freaking Charlie Jones. He did all of that? 110-1361. You saw what he did to Michigan. Oh, I did to Michigan, yeah. Yeah, man. What a workhorse. Freaking Charlie Jones. And we got better quarterbacks than Purdue. So how does that happen? Do we? Do we? Wait a minute. Name the quarterback that played for Notre Dame this year that's better than Aiden O'Connell. It's a serious question. It's a serious question. We either don't have them healthy enough or we just – I don't know. That's a good question. Now, you know, he's from the suburbs of Chicago, so I'll throw him a little love. Aiden O'Connell, 3,490 yards, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. You got some touchdowns in there, though. 38% of his yardage came from freaking Charlie Jones. Charlie Jones picked the right spot to be in. <laughs> no, the right spot would have been Notre Dame. That would have been the right spot. <laughs> we, we instead we get a. But, but he could he could be, if I'm not mistaken, I think Charlie Jones has one year of eligibility, and Jeff Brom is gone. So I wonder if he's going to jump in the portal. Yeah, Char hey Charlie Jones, you jump in that portal. We got you, man. You saw what we did with Ben Skaronic. You see how we make guys better. Come on, man. You turn for Charlie Jones. That's all we would need because we know Tommy would love it. It's a step up from Salerno, and he's going to try to get him the ball. Yeah, he was, a, he was a senior. I'm not sure. I'm sure he probably has an extra year because of the COVID year. But he was a senior. And um, after that year, I would go to the league. Yeah, I'll go to the league. I'll go to the league off that year at Purdue. Yeah. I will go to the league. So go to the league, Charlie. You deserve it, man. How much of the blame do you put on the quarterback situation for this production from this wide receiver? 
I think that the blame has to go more so on the shackling of the offense of what they wanted to do, where the receivers are more window dressing because of the scheme. But then when the opportunity was to activate the receivers, the talent level wasn't good enough to be consistent on the outside and with our playmakers that can that we were expecting to make plays at the receiver position this year. So then it became a little bit of mistrust, a lot of evolving and changing of the offense to uh, kind of uh, hone in on our best of best player and just to survive some of these games until uh, we get a more of a stable franchise guy that can really um, activate the whole offense and be consistent where I feel like Tommy wants to be pretty balanced overall, but that requires a lot of uh, knowledge of what he wants in the system, but also having the talent to be able to make it come alive as well. It's it's almost like the triangle offense in basketball. You need a superstar to really get it going because it's not everybody can run it. And, you know, if you can run it well, you'll have something special uh, that comes behind it, like possibly a championship. Um, but you know, we'll see what it what it what these quarterbacks that we come got coming in can offer as well. Wouldn't you say Lorenzo Styles struggled this year? I think in the, the opportunities that he's gotten, uh he could have came down with a lot more footballs that probably could have gave him some more touchdowns this season for sure. He was still the leading receiver in receptions this year. <laughs> this, this is how bad it was, Lev. As much as he struggled. These stats are wicked. He was the leading receiver. We had nine touchdowns at the receiver position. Nine touchdowns, my brother. Nine. I'm not mistaken, Jaden Thomas led the way with three at the position. At Notre Dame. Jaden Thomas led the way with three touchdowns. Braden Lindsey had two. Then one had to make ESPN top ten. Yeah, Lorenzo Styles led the wide receiver room with 30 receptions and 340 yards and a touchdown. One touchdown from our leading receiver. That's probably the worst receiver stats in Notre Dame history. Our number one leading receiver had one touchdown. And people complained about Kevin Austin last year. That's the number one. (laughs) Our leading receiver who we said struggled. Oh, man. Have one touchdown. And we couldn't get Tobias on the field. And Tobias had one touchdown. Yeah. And Tobias played 90% less snaps, maybe 95, than our leading receiver. And they have the same amount of touchdowns. 
Something's wrong with that picture. This look, it's no secret that Aiden O'Connell played better, and Charlie Jones was utilized because of the offensive brilliance of Jeff Brown, which goes to your point. It's not so much because Charlie Jones at Iowa was just a jet sweep slot receiver. He wasn't a main receiver. He wasn't a main guy. But you ran your offense through. But somehow, someway, Jeff Brom got him and, and figured out Yo, I can run my offense through this dude. Yeah. I can build things around him. And that goes to the offensive coordinator. Well, that's why I asked you, how much blame do you place on the quarterback? And you immediately went to not the quarterback, but the unlocking of the talent that's at your disposal. I don't know if we've seen the talent, regardless of how much or much of or how less of talented. how much more or less the wide receiver room is, in your opinion. doesn't matter to me. You have to ask, are they being used correctly? Yeah. You have to ask. Are they being used correctly is right. And a lot of that is just a little frustrating to the point where we know what we can do uh, from a recruitment standpoint and what it looks like to recruits. It's commendable for Marcus Freeman and Chancey Stuckey to lock in some really great recruits coming in. They gave them the dream of we'll have a franchise guy at least while they're here and not to take in too much of what they're probably considering as a building phase for a receiver room that that when they come in will be a leading group on this team. So moving forward to the Gator Bowl, no Michael Mayer. So take those 12 to 14 targets away that were there every game. Where do those, where do those targets go? Uh, Tobias, Lorenzo, and a young guy. Maybe Jordan Greyhouse. Well, Are you talking about next season? I'm talking about the bowl game. Oh, the bowl game. Jaden Thomas should feature. I think if Tyler plays, I think Brayden Lindsey should have some, some good targets downfield. And then our boy Lorenzo Styles, man, I think him and Henry reuniting with his boy Tyler Bugner uh, maybe can spark something pretty special, and then have Deion Cosley in the back end as a big target. It's just so many options that feel more available under Tyler Buckner. And maybe it's Steve Angeli that may have nothing to lose because he definitely doesn't. Uh, So with an audition tape from the both of them, I expect them to try to, you know, reach a little bit further than what they would, uh, considering that we got the talent for it. Uh, but the decision-making to be more aggressive should be there as well. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Go grab all of our great content over at Apple Podcasts and Spotify, CFB Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. 
Great content along with our brother John Garcia Jr. State of Recruiting, he just dropped another hot show. Go download, set up the automatic download. Leave us five stars. We greatly appreciate it. Leave your comments. We respond. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. Already. We spin it different. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got to put that on the shirt. We got to put that on the... Coming soon. Left. Is Tommy Reese under the most pressure today? I don't think it's all on him because he's made some good recruits uh, in the high school level. I think this decision is just important for the trajectory of specifically next year and just to show where his his mind is on recruiting. Is he really a good uh, chooser of talent? He may be a good coach with scheme and, and, and all of that stuff, but is he a great chooser of talent? I think it's two different things. And I know he's not going to have to decide the whole thing, but he's going to have to play a big part in can he match well with the guy? Does he fit well? Can he call plays well uh, in in the system that he wants to run? That matters a lot. Now, the decision Marcus Freeman's going to give him is, I'm going to tell you who we want to get out of these couple, two, two or three. Who do you think you like best? And I'm just going to tell you who you're going to rock with uh, once we get that commitment. So I think there has to be a good relationship established there so that everybody can be on the same page. I don't. I think rolling out a Drew Pine uh, – in the future is not going to be a thing. I think Marcus Freeman is going to have at least some confidence in uh, in choosing these guys uh, to to be in the quarterback room. That if something were to happen, we can we won't miss a beat. We'll have to evolve our whole offense uh, in the season. It's interesting you talk about that because I think the most interesting thing that I'm looking forward to. I want to see TB play behind this offensive line playing at a high level. Yeah. We didn't get to see that. We didn't get to see that. And I think the point you made is that, look, he had the opportunities to make plays with Braden Lindsay. He just missed them. The, the throw him against Marshall right before halftime. It was there. 
He didn't underthrow him, which is what we expect from other quarterbacks. Yeah. He, he led him too much. So his arm is not the problem, right? Because it wasn't his throwing arm. The accuracy is a problem, but the strength and his ability to push the ball down the field. We've seen Tyler Buckner be able to throw the ball down the field. Just hoping he gets his timing back. And like you said, Braden Lindsey can make some big plays against the Gamecocks and the Gator Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Braden Lindsey will be a little bit more motivated. It's his last game at Notre Dame, so he's probably want to get some targets his way. Uh, just, I'm really excited to see what, like you said, Tyler can do behind the offensive line that's uh, more hard and ready to be able to give you some time to do some different things. And just him knowing he's going to be a little rusty. It's like, you know, Deshaun Watts had to play for 700 days. Uh, Tyler Buckner had to play for a whole season. So I know he's going to um, have some struggles, but it's, it's not going to be as bad because he's going to have some time. He just got to get back into the swing of things. Uh, maybe Tommy not give him too much too early, run the ball a lot and then give him some opportunities to take some shots deep. Yeah, we take coffees for closers for this comment. You can dive right in left. Oh, nice ND mug on the avatar. In my opinion, talent over scheme all day, every day. Yeah, but we got enough talent, and we're not, we're not rolling it out the right way. Um, scheme matters a lot because you can make the hardest things – Looks simple, like Georgia. Georgia's running left and right, on and, and not looking like much, but they're I'm able. Walking. To... I go ahead, go ahead, left. I already know where you're going. No, you go ahead, go ahead. You no, got. I, you. I was watching the SEC championship game, and I'm like, Todd Munkin is literally setting up series, like two series down the line. Yes, exactly. Like, so you, you can see he's setting it. He's setting LSU up. He's setting them up. And so, and so that's why scheme is so important, and and we get on Tommy so much about being productive on the scoring end of things, is because that signifies that you really are thinking two, three steps ahead of the game. Yeah. Because that's what points really are. I mean, you have to be able to scheme well enough to drive the football down the field to even score, and different parts of the field are harder to score than others, and that all comes from having a great two-step-ahead approach that you are keeping guys on their toes and they're not locking in on what your schemes are. And talent only amplifies that when you have the ability to set guys up with matchups, which is everything in football, because that's why we recruit such talent for different matchup reasons. So scheme plus the talent, absolutely. But scheme that has a bunch of talent with that doesn't have a great scheme. You don't have too much. You just have a, every SEC team that we see every year. Talent is great. I'll give you man. Alabama's offense last year probably should have averaged four to five points more a game because the offensive coordinator was limited. Trash. Trash. He was trash. But he's always been bad. Always been bad with good quarterbacks. Yes, yeah. Since Christian Hackenberg's yeah. experience, I thought Christian Hackenberg was solid. 
dude, the fact that Deshaun was productive with that dude. <laughs> but Deshaun was also the most hit quarterback, most sack quarterback. For three had, straight years. Had to make the freakiest, craziest highlights every year. I mean, I mean, that's what Bryce had to do this year. And they yeah. lost a couple games. Yeah. So if it wasn't for Bryce most of the season, they probably would have lost more games. Yeah. Like the Texas A&M game, you know, so. Yeah. All right. You already know. Getting ready to get to your comments and questions, super chats, whatever you want to throw at us. We're ready to deal with it right now. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast, CFB Nation, Apple Podcast, Spotify. You already know what it is, man. We spin it different. Let's see, left. Doma Wap, our guy says, I hope I'm wrong. I think we need to be prepared for a poor performance by Buckner. Guy hasn't had any reps for a while. He's just starting to get back into game day form. Yeah, it's definitely not like a Kurt Warner coming from a ton of experience to just get into an NFL game. This is a, still a kid that hadn't had enough reps even before he got hurt. So I do think he's going to have sort of how Drew Pine had his first seat, uh, first quarter or two against Cal when he first came in, just getting the, the speed of the game because you can't replace that even in practice. So uh, Steve Angeli and the combination of maybe even Ron Paulus, I mean, that's a lot to think about. But, you know, we're just looking to come out with a victory and and, and have our young guys – be able to make an impact to show us that um, we don't need to be like Dion and go get a whole team in the transfer portal. Yeah, Jason Smith says, is it kind of a risk for Wisconsin to be making what's likely to be a completely different scheme and Wisconsin has had for so long? CFB has changed maybe it's time, but the win-now mentality might bite. Might bite them. Um, look, new coach, new mindset outside of the system that they had, you know, starting with Barry Alvarez and that run game and defense on the Jim Leonard, Jim Leonard saying after the bowl game, he's stepping away. Look, you're talking about what I would like to see under the Christmas tree for Notre Dame. I wouldn't mind if Jim Leonard somehow ended up under the Notre Dame Christmas tree somehow, some way. I don't know what, but however it goes down, however the dominoes fall, if Jim Leonard ended up under no as an analyst, as an analyst or a coordinator, a Santa's little elf, just helping in the shop. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not reporting anything. I'm hey, just saying. And we got a nice little laundry list of great defensive coordinators just hanging around. You know, we talk about somebody that knew how to use what he had as a coordinator. Jim Leonard's never had five-star talent. But somehow, some way, top five defensively. Understanding your talent, developing your talent, getting them to play for you, production. That's it. That's it. So, I mean, that right now, let me go ahead and make that wish. <laughs> All right. 
That was quick. <laughs> that was quick. Jack Swarbrick need to go ahead and throw him a little bag or something. Yo, man, you man, you give Jim Leonard the Notre Dame resources, facilities, and the jet to recruit. Man, stop playing with me. Stop playing with me, left. Tell him. Stop playing with me, boy. You think I was excited when Marcus got the job? Jim Leonard would be nice with us, I'm telling you. Man. Well, I'll, I'll be tough. Man, I'll definitely be saying it with my chest. You hear me? That's right. I'll be saying it with my chest. Let's get ready to close this out. Thank everyone for joining us today. It's a fantastic show. We look forward tomorrow. Tomorrow, special show left. Special show. Because right? we're going to get the inside scoop of the production for National Signing Day tomorrow. That's right. Nobody else is going to give you this. Nobody else can give you this. So we're going to be inside the barbershop with our boy Julio Cuts mm. tomorrow. Mm. Live mm. with people in the chair mm. sending us questions. Mm. Nobody does it like us. We spend it different. You know, Julio's fresh off of, you know, this weekend. This is we chopped it up this weekend. He was up here cutting Chase Claypool this weekend. Oh, word. Yeah, he was cutting Chase and uh, David Montgomery this weekend. So we had to hook it up. You know, the time changed. We used to go earlier. Mm. We pushed the show back. He's like, man, I started cutting at 11. I'm like, that's perfect. Put the camera next to your chair. Let's go. Let's get it right. Let's get that's it right. That's what we do. We'll see tidbits and secrets we can get from him on how they're going to reveal each player that signs on the dotted line for the Notre Dame fighting Irish. They did a great job last year with the production, filming in the barbershop, and all the fans from around the entertainment world that got involved with the videos. And we expect nothing less from Notre Dame Productions this year. Uh, one last question I see. Irish Gordian not. Shauna Malik, what is it going to take for people to stop caring about star rankings, especially for IB and LL fans? It doesn't make any sense. If you like stars so much, why are you here? Let me point this out. Rivals just dropped Adon Shula down to a three-star from a four-star. He was his player of the year in the state of New Jersey, and he picked up offers late in the season from Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia. I agree with you, my brother. I I, I don't understand it. I, I don't. I don't get it. I don't. Haters. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense, man. And and I you know, coming from the company I used to work for, I know they the resources they put into that are limited. It's a limited crew crew of people that probably haven't even seen most of these people play in person, haven't spoken to them. 
you know, they write articles and watch film that people send to them and get their opinions from people locally that talk about these kids. They don't lay their eyes on these kids. So they need to step up their game. And it's sad. It's sad. And the fact that he, I guarantee you, if he had flipped to Ohio State or Alabama, his star ranking probably would have gone up. Of course. His ranking would have gone up. You know, the numbers don't want to put us at the number one recruiting class so bad, but it's going to be hard not to keep us out of it, I'm telling you. It's all good. We just keep stacking. Stacking. Take that melody. You know what time it is. Petticoat. Petticoat. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty, a story of the day brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Man, bro, I didn't have time to get the video, but I got to put Cameron on the Petty train again, bro. This yeah. these sports clips. No, the Ben Gordon one, bro. When I tell you, I was dying, dying. I'm like, fam, why is he doing this? But it's, it do, it's well done. It's absolutely well done. Throw Cam on the petty train again. The production is I hope he keep I hope he continues to do it. I really do. Yeah. And then last but not least, just everybody, man. Everybody that's on social media arguing about a situation that we all should be happy about. Like anytime somebody gets to come home. I don't care if it's the BG situation. I don't care if it's war. I don't, whatever, man. When, just people getting the opportunity to come home. It's the season to be happy, man. Just be happy. And I understand, you know, there are others that we want to come home as well. Dude, it's not even worth the debate or the energy. Both will come home. At some point, sometime, have the faith, and that's it. I'm not telling you not to have an opinion. I'm just telling you not to be nasty about it. That's it. You can have an opinion. Just stop being nasty. For what? <laughs> Michael Parsons gave his opinion. That's. Now you know. People crazy. Keep they people want to go on the cancel march. Cancel Michael Parsons now. It's like, come on, man. Understand his family has a background in military. Of course he's going to be sensitive to certain things. Relax. Relax. We got the number two recruiting class. Marcus Freeman as the head coach. 
quarterback in the 23 class and the 24 class with another one on the way in the portal? Relax. Nothing but good energy. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spend it different. That's what we do. Left, you got anybody to throw? Man, it's been a lot of crazy stuff, but uh, that transfer portal, man, is kind of petty for me. I'm, I'm glad it worked out for me as a transfer guy. Uh, it wasn't what it is now, but dang. I hope guys, uh, you know, take in the experience of where you get to make it. And sometimes the devil you know is better than one you don't. Yeah. You can say that. And once again, man, we're not here to debate politics, yo. Like you said, you can have your opinion. Untrair fade, da, da, da. that's fine. It's not enough reason to be nasty to each other. That's why we said what we said earlier in the show in the chat. State your case, love on each other, and keep it moving, man. That's that. I'd like to throw the Chicago White Sox on the petty train. Know what I realized, Left? <laughs> Jerry Reinsdorf might be the worst owner in the history of sports. <laughs> and I thank God every day that Michael Jordan saved me from his cheap butt. <laughs> every day. Every day. In the history of sports. In the history, bro. In the history. Do you realize that he gave Rick Hahn, the general manager, a budget of $190 million when they already had 170 on the payroll going into the winter meetings. <sighs> Aaron Judge just got $360 million, bro. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. 190 million for his team. And this cat, Aaron Judge, just got 360. Heck, Trey Turner got over 300. <laughs> I just want competent ownership, man. That's all. Is that too much to ask for? Just competent ownership. That's all we want. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm exaggerating because I have to go through the pain when I say he's the worst. And you know the sad part, bro? He has the most championships of any owner in the city of Chicago. <laughs> That's how it works out, man. That's how it works out. Chase had a good game against the Packers, Eric. Him, he got him and Equinemius. It's the Notre Dame affair over there. Yeah, but EQ ain't doing too good, bro. <laughs> they they want to burn EQ at the stake. I'm just being honest, bro. Especially after that last interception that was on him and not on Justin in the fourth quarter of that game against the Packers. <laughs> I'm up here trying to help him, bro. 
I might have to underground railroad them, bro, to get them out of town. Oh, man. They got Cole Komet and both starting receivers from Notre Dame. That's good, man. though. Yeah. Dude, they want that dude bad, bro. Bad. It's almost like, come on, bro. You messing with the gold brand. Cats talking about we got the wrong brown. Because, you know, little bro was up in Detroit killing. Going crazy. Man, thank you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. For the Culture Friday, put us on game. Everything else, Julio Cuts, live from the barbershop, giving us tidbits on the recruiting videos that are going to be coming out National Signing Day. You already know. We spend it different. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday, but most of all, spend it different. Thank <laughs> you.